Good morning. Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm Awad. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And it is a football Friday here on The Fan. We've got a lot to get to on the show today, including my keys to victory every Friday on The Fan. Give you my keys to victory for the Washington Commanders, who are at home for a sold-out game at FedEx Field, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Logan Paulson will join the show today. At 12.30, give his give us his keys to victory. And then we go around the NFL, all-out blitz every single week here, Fridays at 2.15, tracking the sack leaders around the National Football League. We also have a awesome new Friday segment, Don't Sleep on These Picks, with the boys behind the glass of Bit Season. That's presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Head to don'tsleepenergy.com and use the promo code AWOD Radio. But you guys know how we like to start the show every day by catching you up on anything you might have missed around the sports world. It's not the sports wallet, definitely not the sports phone. It's time for the sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, 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 are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The sports app. All right, let's start in the NFL. Breaking news on the new sports radio 910. So, the highest passer rating since the start of last season, most people think it's Patrick Mahomes, right? Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, just throwing the ball over the field, spraying it, so successful. But actually, the highest passer rating since the start of last season is Tua Tagovailoa with 105.1, and that's why I have the Miami Dolphins as my number one team right now through two weeks in my power rankings. But the big story out of the NFL yesterday was... The Dallas Cowboys cornerback Trevon Diggs suffering an injury. Here's an update from ESPN's Adam Schefter. Trevon Diggs tore his ACL at practice today during an early portion of the one-on-one drills. The team did an MRI, got the news after. It is torn, and they are saying that he is now projected to miss the remainder of the season. A devastating blow for a Dallas defense that is amongst the best in the game. So that was tough there for the Dallas Cowboys. Big news, Trevon Diggs out for the year. How about Joe Burrow? Will he be healthy enough to play Monday night? Let's hear from the quarterback himself. Here's the QB1 of the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. He does believe he will be healthy enough to play this weekend after he spoke to the media on Thursday. He said his calf, in which he re-injured on Sunday, is less sore than it was earlier this week. So the New York Giants were without running back Saquon Barkley last night as it was going to be a difficult game for them with Saquon. Without him, the 49ers just cruised to victory thanks to Christian McCaffrey as he rushed for a 14-yard touchdown in the second quarter as the Giants would go on to lose to the 49ers 30-12. Here's the call on the 49ers radio network. First and goal. Four-yard line, 49ers up 10-3, looking to open up a score here of two scores late in the half. Bunch left, McLeod, Jennings, and Debo. They break it. Debo goes in motion right behind Kittle. McCaffrey to the side. Inside gun run to McCaffrey. Touchdown! C-M-C! The Giants have a minus 57 point differential through three weeks. That's the worst any team has had since 1991. The Giants just regressing from last season. 
Yes, they've faced some tough opponents so far this season. Their next three games doesn't get any easier. Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills as the 49ers poured it on late thanks to Debo Samuel catching a 27-yard touchdown pass from last year's Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy in the fourth quarter. Here's the call on the 49ers radio network. Second down, seven. Purdy in the gun. Elijah Mitchell now in. Use check. One of the come in motion. Purdy says stay where you are as a right wing. Right slot. Kittle's a left wing with Ray Ray. They're going to throw. And here's Purdy going to throw one deep. Wide uh, for Debo. Made the catch on the back shoulder. Touchdown! San Francisco! San Francisco would go on to win and cover the spread. I was wrong. I thought the Giants would cover that 10.5-point spread Thursday night football. Nope. It was close early on, but they get blown out in the fourth quarter. Like I mentioned, all-out blitz coming up at 2.15, tracking the sack leaders. Well, PFF just came out with this season's highest pass rush win rating. All right? Number one on the list, Miles Garrett, 31.4%. I mean, we all saw him kind of cross over uh, the offensive lineman week one. Demarcus Lawrence, second place, 30.8. Josh Uchi, 30. Nick Bosa, 29.7. Chase Young makes the list in the top five, 26.7. So, Deion Sanders is one of the biggest stories in sports right now. His Colorado Buffaloes will face off against Oregon this weekend. But NFL execs, according to The Athletic, are saying that Deion Sanders will definitely be a coaching target this offseason. He's no stranger to the hype, and these days he's getting a ton of it. The noise he's made with the Colorado Buffaloes has caught the attention of NFL executives. Ten high-ranking decision-makers in the NFL were asked, and seven of them predicted that Deion Sanders would be receiving offseason interview requests to be a head coach in the NFL next season. So we'll be following that throughout the rest of the college football season. And of course, later on today on University Drive, we'll break down all the college football games locally that begins tonight with UVA hosting NC State and Virginia Tech on the road to Marshall. Let's move over to soccer here as there are some good games going on this weekend here. And Sunday, you get Arsenal against Tottenham. Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Chelsea against Aston Villa at 9 a.m. And then Liverpool West Ham. In La Liga, you have a derby with Atletico Madrid facing off against Real Madrid. That's Sunday at 3 p.m. Let's move over to college football here on the Sports app. So we mentioned it earlier. There are going to be a ton of good college football games this weekend. The one I have my eye on is Florida State against Clemson. Clemson has the opportunity tomorrow at 12 noon to prove to the country they are still the top dog in the ACC. And that early loss to Duke was a fluke. Florida State, on the other hand, this is their chance to get to the college football playoffs. This is the game they must win. They have to remain undefeated through the first four games of the season. And this is a tough one against Clemson in Death Valley. Clemson hosting this game. Florida State, though, the line minus two in favor of Florida State. I do think Florida State wins this game. Then we mention it. Colorado, number 19, traveling to face off against the 10-ranked Oregon Ducks. Oregon minus 21 
I think Colorado absolutely covers that spread. The over-under started at 68. It's now over up to 70 with Shador Sanders already having 1,251 passing yards throughout the season, 10 touchdowns. I do think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Deion Sanders is much-watched television right now. The, the schemes that he's been running offensively and defensively are very impressive. That's 3.30 on ABC. 3.30 on Fox. You got UCLA against Utah. That's going to be a fun one. Utah picked to win this one, minus six. Uh, UCLA 3-0 on the season, one of the most impressive teams in the Pac-12 so far. Um, and then let's get to the local games here in the ACC. And So it begins tonight. Virginia hosting NC State. Looks like they're going to go with Tony Elliott uh, picking Tony Musket as the starting quarterback. They're doing bits in Charlottesville right now. I don't appreciate it. Who's doing bits? All the Tonys. Tony Elliott. It's not going to sure if it's going to be Tony Musket or Tony Calandria. Tony, Tony, and Tony. The Tony show there. I'm getting sick and tired of it. The fan base agrees. Anthony Calandria should be starting at quarterback. The freshman has an incredible arm, and he's going against Brennan Armstrong. It would be fun to watch those two compete against each other. The former who against the future of the who's. But it looks like we're going to see Tony Musket tonight at 7.30. We'll talk UVA on the show today with Frank Maloney from Who's Talking that you can hear Mondays on 910 The Fan. He'll join the program at 2.30. The Richmond Commander every day at 1 p.m. giving you AWOD's keys to victory. Phone lines are open 833-804-0910. It's 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. I'll smile at what we go through. We'll stop to the rhythm that divides you. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. The undefeated Washington Commanders, the 2-0 Commanders, can be heard right here on 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, always available here in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. And you can search AWOD Radio to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Always available for free on the Odyssey app. Gives you the ability to pause the show, rewind, pick up right where you left off. You could rewind to 10 a.m. to hear my new co-worker, Michael Phillips, MP on the mic from 10 to noon. And we bring in Michael P. right now for a little crosstalk. What's going on? Week two of the show, we're catching our stride. A lot of people are saying it's the best 10 a.m. show in Richmond. <laughs> it's, you know, word, word's getting around. <laughs> That's that's a coveted time slot. I don't take this lightly. That's when I was growing up in the Central Time Zone. That was the Price is Right time slot. Oh. If you were homesick from school, 10 a.m. You, I know, I know where I was. We were spinning <laughs> the big wheel. So, Michael, you said earlier this week we would not know how to react if the team went three and zero. No clue. I, I, we're barely handling two and zero. Well, that's that's <laughs> what that's what I want to bring up is we're two and zero for the first time since 2011. We're bringing 2011 back. We're doing 2011 radio. That was what was so popular in 2011? That was so long it was ago. So long ago. 2011. Uh, I was I was covering UVA uh, UVA, so I was watching bad football. Yeah. Um. I, we'll, we'll go look it up. I'm sure they didn't start two and <laughs> that year. Um. 2011. You had The Walking Dead was at its peak. Oh, The Walking that, that's The for Walking sure. Dead. Yep. Sure. Um. Are we still in like Grey's Anatomy land, or have we moved past? I that? think we've moved past Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I was um, 10 years old. You were 10 years old. I was old 10 years to, old then. Oh, my gosh. 
Wow. <laughs> wow, that was a... Now I feel old. That was a fastball. I was a freshman in college. <laughs> <laughs> I had discovered PBR. <laughs> PBR is timeless. So the reason I brought up 2011 is because we have a buddy in the industry, Chris Russell, the rooster. You can hear him on the Team 980, always available around the country on the Odyssey app. I don't believe that Chris Russell understands how to do 2-0 radio. Right. I was tuning in to him yesterday, and Linnell Willingham, I booked Linnell for today at 2 p.m. just to yell at him. I don't think those guys understand how to do 2-0 radio. They were having a heated debate, screaming at each other <laughs> about who's more important to this franchise between Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy. Guys, it's okay. We <laughs> haven't lost today. We haven't lost yet this year. Save that topic for the, when the team is 2-4. and four. It's here's here's what I love about the rooster. Uh, he's built for controversy. The yeah. man the man feeds on controversy. There's so little controversy. And and look, I I was looking at the Odyssey uh, show logs up there uh, on the fan. One of the shows did three segments this week on the long snapper situation. <laughs> we don't we don't deserve that. We don't deserve that as a fan base yes. yet. After a loss, yes. Right now, we should be pumping everyone up. We should do a whole segment about how Jack Dorio, Jack Dorio's figured out how to get this defense to do something. It, we we don't know how to praise the team. Right. We're not we're not capable of we're it. Not, we're not capable. Imagine of it. if they beat the Bills. Yeah. I gave Ron Rivera credit. Unma- I haven't done that in three years. I, I may not have done that. <laughs> yeah, period. It, it's incredible. And yeah. I mean, the defensive line, like just pick your guy and you could just talk about how great they are for a whole segment. They've been so good. And they have a chance to go 3-0 and for the first time since 2005 on Sunday against the so, Buffalo Bills. What would have happened Sunday, Michael, if we're talking about a victory Monday? I such a funny league, though, right? Like, Russell Wilson hits the two-point conversion, and, like, none of this happens at all, and, like, no. we're just back to doing the radio that we do. Um, if they beat the Buffalo Bills, I mean, we can... All right, ready for this? Ready? Are you ready for this? Yes. I think you can very legitimately say, could this team make the NFC title game? I think you could say... I think you could say... With the they could win the division. I, I think you could say it with... A, now... I think this is a tough division. Yeah. Philly and Dallas. Like this could be this could be a wild card team that's still really good. Now, I do think that this is this is the part of the year when Dallas breaks down. They just lost their best cornerback. Dak Prescott probably two interceptions this weekend. It's it's a really good division. So I'm honestly it might be harder to win the division than win a playoff game, than mm. win the first playoff game, unless you draw like the Niners or yeah. something. You know, like there there's the Niners and everybody else. I think I think we're all seeing yeah. that. Yeah. But it if they can beat the Buffalo Bills. After the performance in Denver, I think you look at it and you say they can beat 29 of the 32 teams. Yeah. I mean, with a straight face. Now, I will say this. We're going to have Neil Greenberg on the show at 1.30, stats expert. Yes, he is. He did write about this, and he said the win wouldn't look as great because the Bills would fall to 1-2. and two. Great. Yeah. He's... It has been in D.C. too long, Drink, <laughs> drinking a little too much D.C. Kool-Aid. We don't yeah. know how to handle it. We right. don't know what we're right. doing here. Well, I love how all the te- all the players and the coaching staff has basically said, this is an opportunity for us to show everyone around the league who we are. Yes. Yeah. And for, for Eric Bieniemy, I mean, look, we, you, I'm sure you've talked about, uh, you'll talk a lot about Eric Bieniemy today. What an opportunity for him. Like, this dude, if they, if they win one of these next two, Buffalo or Philly, I mean, he's going to get the head coaching attention this offseason. He's waited for a really long time. He's out of all the shadows now, and he's thriving. He's called two good games. You know what? I didn't know what we'd be doing. You know, you talked about long snapper radio. How about screen pass radio? Screen pass radio. Right. Seven screen passes successful 
for the Commanders in the win against the Denver Broncos. How many screens are they going to run against Buffalo? Look, and if it's raining, how many screens are they going to run? Right. I mean, this could be a sloppy game. Get me Antonio Gibson in space. Get me Curtis Samuel in space. This is a team that thrives in those situations. You know what I love is is the haters came out and they said, Eric Bieniemy's not going to be a good offense coordinator because he didn't call plays. And all he did was, you know, get Andy Reid Lunchables and get him Crustables and, uh, you know, serve his needs. Well, he was doing all that, but he also paid attention. Yeah. He paid attention to how to run a successful offense in the NFL. He's taking notes. Yes. He was sitting there front row taking notes. He's got, he got his notebook. It he, looks like an Andy Reid-led offense. How are the Chiefs doing? Not as good Oh, as Washington. just checking. Just checking. Not as good as Washington. Just checking. They're, I mean, that offense is humming right now for the Commanders. When I did my film review, and they went down 21-3, and then they get the ball back, right, and they went three and out, and you give the ball back to Denver, and you're thinking – what is going on with this offense? As soon as Russell Wilson fumbled, it was like the enemy's playbook just was nothing but home runs. Everything he called was successful from that moment on. I think people sleep on how successful the first two drives were. They both ended in field goal range. Yes. We, we have, we've had long snapper radio this week. We don't need to relive that. But two three-point drives that either of them very could have Easily could have been a seven-point drive. Yeah. And that's what you're going to need against Buffalo yeah. because their six of their first eight drives went for either a field goal or a touchdown last week against the Vegas Raiders. They put points on the board when they drive. That's what the commanders are going to have to do Sunday. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm not talking myself into this one. I just think, look, the, the NFL, there are bad teams. We know who they are. And there's, there's the elite teams, right? They, and I think Buffalo's in that group. Buffalo, Kansas City, the Niners. We can argue about the Cowboys, the Eagles. Uh, like, there, there's that small group of teams. You're like, they're really, really good. And then everybody else is in the middle. Everybody else is lumped together. They could win this week or they could lose this week. That's why these games, it, it, they're circled, right? That's why Philly's circled next week. If you win these games, it, it's it's more of a statement than, than your average win. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm talking myself into a victory. I, know I, you I are. really am. I know you and, are. and look, and part of it is this, okay? The game is at home. The place is going to be rocking. Our offense is on fire right now. We can put 30 points on the board, and I'll get to my keys to victory later, but I'll spoil one of them right now. The Jets had five sacks. If Washington get get five sacks on Josh Allen, I think that rattles him to the point where he throws an interception, and they don't put up 30 points, and I think Washington's offense can. You know, I'm I'm, I'm curious with it. You asked me about the rain yesterday. I was like, ah, the rain. Um, It looks like it's going to be a thing. I think the rain's going to be... A thing. Now, look, I I am staunchly anti-change your life because of the rain. This our school, um, it, it, our kids are in the Richmond schools. They've already said there are no after-school programs today because of the rain. The rain's not going to start till eight p.m. People are, people have started treating rain days like snow days, and <laughs> there, there, there's a whole segment there. But it bothers me. It bothers me that people treat rain and like ice and snow. It's just rain. Get out there, tough Here, it out. Here's what you're going to see: is you're going to see. A receiver have the ball go through his hands, get tipped, and get intercepted. It's 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 a near certainty, or or like tip it up or something yes, like that. Yes. Did you see Old Dominion told the fans they can't tailgate tomorrow? Yeah, no, you had a good segment about that. I, I honestly, I was downstairs in my office. I almost sprinted up here to just <laughs> destroy ODU for that decision. What are they doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I have the right as an American. To get drunk in the rain if I want yes. to. If yes. I want to support the boys. You can get drunk wherever you please. It's a free country. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can do whatever you want. Uh, 2011 UVA did start 2-0. and That was the Chick-fil-A Bowl year. Really? 
Chick-fil-A Bowl, greatest sporting event I've ever covered in my life. <laughs> we go we, we go to Atlanta. We're there for six days. And the first day, they said, this is the hospitality room to take care of all the employees. The guests come by whenever. They've got full Chick-fil-A, like the full spread of yeah. everything Chick-fil-A. Like the little nuggets. Everything. The little uh, biscuit nuggets, too. Day three, they bring in a milkshake machine. Oh, my Just whenever gosh. you want. Day six is the game. And I'm walking over to the stadium. I'm thinking, I never thought I'd say this in my entire life. I'm kind of excited to eat something other than Chick-fil-A <laughs> yeah, for yeah. a meal. We get up to the press box at the Georgia Dome. Big old Chick-fil-A spread. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get at the Chick-fil-A Bowl. That was 2011 for me. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. We're bringing back 2011 here. The last time the Commanders were 2-0, and trying to go 3-0 and for the first time since 2005. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't sleep on these picks. Don't sleep on this segment coming up at 1245, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. I'll be joined by one of the guys from Bit Season, the producers of the Sports Junkies each week. It's Matt Valdez coming up in about 15 minutes. Plus, still to come on the show today, my keys to victory on the Richmond Commander. Is Haley Steinfeld to blame for Josh Allen's terrible start to the season? Neil Greenberg, the stat expert, will join the show at 1.30. And then we'll talk some UVA football with Frank Maloney and go around the ACC at 2.30. But joining us right now on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, former Commander's tight end, Logan Polson. What's going on, Logan? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, and... This team is 2-0, and and they're trying to go to 3-0, and and I've talked myself into a victory. And, and this is a game that, you know, before the season, I had it circled as a loss, but I didn't like what I saw from Buffalo Week 1. Yes, they bounced back Week 2, but I'm believing in the Commanders. How about you, man? Yeah, man, I think it's, you know, it's an exciting time to be a Commanders fan. They've done a lot of really exciting things. I think the defense is playing really, really good football. Obviously, they had got out to a slow start versus Denver, but I think you saw some of the pieces that get you excited. The defensive line kind of taking over games. The young secondary, Forbes getting his first interception. Love to see that. Offensively, I think you got to love where Sam Howell's at. Obviously, there's a couple things that I think you can improve on. He's the first to tell you that, but there's a lot of things to be excited about. I just think the thing that gets me going is uh, Josh Allen, man. He's, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in football. And, you know, he's got the highest completion percentage of the NFL right now, 75%. So despite his erratic play and sporadic play, he's, uh, he's, he's a guy that's been relatively consistent when it comes to the numbers. And obviously, like, when you watch him, when you watch his big-time throws, when you watch his talent, man, he presents a ton of issues for defenses. So um, I think, you know, obviously, like, if you want to win this football game, you're going to have to manage and contain him. So obviously the weather coming in this weekend might be a big advantage for Washington. But if if the weather's not an issue, he can play the game he wants to play. Like Jack Del Rio and this commander's defense are going to have a tall task to stop him. So I haven't quite talked myself into a commander's victory just yet, but I do think everything is trending in the right direction for this, uh, for this football team, the commanders. And I think it's going to be a very competitive football game. Logan was a longtime NFL veteran, so I want to go behind the scenes to what goes on in practice that the audience, you know, the fan base doesn't see when it comes to working on a screen pass because they were able to perfect it on Sunday with seven successful screens. You were a guy that was used in the screen game, blocking, but also tight end screens. What's it look like behind the scenes for them to perfect it? 
Yeah, I think one of the things about the screen game that I think a lot of people don't understand is just how in- intricate the whole thing is. I think a lot of people say, oh, just throw a screen, you know, like get, get the back out there, get the offensive line out. But there's uh, there's an understanding of, of the technique involved. I think when you watch those screens, especially from last week, you see the offensive linemen understanding the rules. You know, they can't go downfield. They're very patient. They kind of skate down the line of scrimmage as not to pass it, right? They have a guy who's blocking the, the player that has the back and man-to-man coverage. Then you've got Nick Gates on on Gibson's long screen, who's like the rat killer, I would call him, who's, again, skating down, looking for pursuit, blocking those guys out. And the back's timing is super important. If the back gets out there too early, the linebacker's going to trigger. So it's something that takes a lot of time, a lot of practice, and a lot of detail. And I think a lot of people say, why don't people run more screens? And one of the reasons people don't run more screens is because they're very, very hard to coach at a high level. And I think you're seeing kind of, you know, Evie's understanding of how to run a good screen game coming from Andy Reid. That's been a big part of that offense for, for a very long time, you know, since he was in Philadelphia, Andy Reid I'm talking about now. So Evie's got the inside baseball on how to get that done and coach that up, and you can definitely see that, especially with the four screens that they ran, two to B-Rob, one to Gibson, and one to Cole Turner. And obviously, um, you know, some of those, three three out of four of those were explosive plays, and one of them probably should, the last one to Cole probably should have been explosive play as well. So, They've got those details really, really fine-tuned, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if they utilize that that screen game as much this week. You know, obviously, Buffalo uh, kind of um, Scott McDermott, the defensive coordinator, is a little bit more conservative in terms of coverage structure. He does like to heat you up in certain situations, but um, you know, if the screens are going to be effective against the defense, it's a little bit more um, conservative, I think, than Denver was last week. Logan Paulson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Commanders against the Bills this Sunday right here on 910 The Fan. Always available here in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Sam Howell's been so impressive. Uh, there have been mistakes. I've been saying, Logan, he looks like a rookie, a rookie that was drafted number one overall. Because to me, he's been better <laughs> than Bryce Young so far this season. The pass he did to tight end John Bates down the sidelines. I had to pull out the Pythagorean theory and, and look at that because 46 yards in the air on that pass, just a dart from the hash mark to the sideline. I mean, how impressive was that throw when you were watching film? I mean, that was one of those throws that takes your breath away, quite honestly. I mean, it was unbelievable. And the fact that he did it in the situation that he did it in, you know, they got about 55 seconds, it's third and 13, I want to say. And they're, you know, for him to deliver that throw and let the let the offense get points out of that drive was was spectacular, man. It really was like a big-time, big-time, big-time NFL throw. And I think there's, there's never been a, an issue about the young man's talent. He's incredibly talented, and you see that talent there. But I think what we're also starting to see is some of the moxie, some of that, uh, undefinable quality that quarterbacks have, the leadership, the confidence that couples with the ability. So I, I think, you know, there's been a lot of like national kind of criticism that he's holding the ball too long. He's inviting pressure. I think that's all, there's a lot of truth to that, but I also think there's a ton of really positive things that he's doing that make you say, wow, like this guy, you know, there's still a long way to go yet, but maybe he could be the franchise guy for this organization. If he continues to progress, if he continues to develop and, you know, he showed he's got a history of doing that. He did that at North Carolina. Like, he came in as a freshman and kind of, again, grew up and developed into that offense. And, uh, yeah, he's a very, very talented, very special young man and hopefully continues to grow because I think uh, Commanders fans have been hungry for a long time for someone um, with his skill set to, to play the position of quarterback here for the Commanders. Logan Paulson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Check out the Take Command podcast available on the Odyssey app. It's Logan with Craig Hoffman, follow him on social media, Logan underscore Polson 
82 for some really uh, insightful conf- content there on his Instagram. One thing I didn't like from the Denver game, Commanders win 35-33, but the Broncos ran for 122 yards as a team on the ground. If Washington's going to beat the Buffalo Bills, They've got to make Josh Allen beat them, and just Josh Allen, not James Cook, not Latavius Murris, uh, Murray, not Harris. How are they going to do a better job stopping the rushing attack from the Buffalo Bills? Shoot, man, I'd probably like them to run the football a ton. I'd like the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, but that's not who they want to be. And, you know, they have been fairly successful running the football the Buffalo Bills have, and I think uh, one of the things is just understanding what type of runs they want to run and who they want to be in certain situations, obviously, James Cook is very, very talented. He's an explosive guy. He's one of the smallest backs in the NFL, but he makes up for that lack of size with some very, very nice twitch and very good feel in terms of finding creases and making explosive plays. So, you know, I think it's just understanding what kind of runs you're going to be seeing from them. They run a lot of kind of traps and whams and, and influence, what I would call like an influence, uh, influence draws and things like that, kind of stuff that you don't see every single day of the week. Uh, so make sure you're prepped for that. Make sure you're ready for those looks and make sure you can execute um, the, the correct technique versus those kind of unusual runs. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Jack Del Rio does to get these guys ready to go because, again, those are those are the runs you see every single day of the week. So um, how do you prep for them? How do you get ready to go? And, um, and again, like you said, like they have been fairly dynamic running the football, even though it's been more of a supplement to what Josh Allen does for them offensively. Yeah, so you want them to run. I'm just, I'm so afraid of them running and then setting up second and four and second up short, and then Josh Allen has the ability to go deep. Yeah, I think the thing that I look at here, honestly, is just like, if you want to run the ball, like I'm okay with you running the ball as long as they're not explosive runs. Uh, and I'm okay with 13, 14 play drives that end up with three points. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Like when you look at the analytics, like if you can kind of manage them offensively and limit explosive plays, and you know one of the things that showed up in the Jets game quite a bit is the Jets played a lot of cover two, a lot of two like middle field open looks, so two safeties, which is four, six, two, depending on how you classify those coverages. And they were checking the runs, and I'm perfectly happy if I'm the defensive coordinator here checking the runs and giving up a five yard run because I really do not want Josh Allen running around back there and throwing the ball deep. Obviously, like versus the Jets, that worked out because he got frustrated. He was trying to force the ball down the field. I think that version of, version of Josh Allen, I'd be more than happy to see him on Sunday. But the version that you saw against uh, Las Vegas, for example, was much more disciplined, much more effective. And he's just you see why he's a top-five quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, if I'm Jack, I'm probably getting into these softer shells. I'm showing cover two a lot. I'm inviting the run as much as possible. Because, again, I don't want Stefan Diggs beating me uh, down the field for explosive plays because that's explosive plays lead to points, and I don't want that. Logan, great stuff, man. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Talk yep. to you soon. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. When we return, don't sleep on these picks with Matt Valdez, presented by Don't Sleep Energy, coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Every Commander's game can be heard here in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free, and you can just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Coming up at 1 p.m. on the Richmond Commander, my keys to victory for the Commander's game against the Buffalo Bills. Plus, we'll get into the controversy. Is Haley Steinfeld to blame? For Josh Allen's slow start to the season, Neil Greenberg, the stat geek, will join us at 1.30, and we'll go around the NFL with all-out blitz 
coming up at 2.15. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's our good buddy from the Sports Junkies behind the glass, Matt Valdez. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Adam. Lieutenant Matt Valdez reporting for the AWOD Army. I appreciate you, man. And I wanted to thank you for having my back on the radio war with Erie. I, I thought you made some radio, really great points on bit season. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. You know, Drab and myself, we always have your back. Yep. JP, not so much. <laughs> and we love it. And we want to thank Don't Sleep Energy uh, for sponsoring this segment. And, uh, and Mike, and it's always fun to be joined by Drab and Valdez. We're going to do this every Friday at 1245. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. AWOD will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on AWOD Radio. All right, Valdez, let's get it started here with what did you think of the Junkies Circus Survivor Pool pick? You know what? I, I like the play. Uh, I think the Ravens are, are one of the high favorites on the board. But as a Ravens fan and a Ravens expert, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little skeptical just because I know how this team acts after a big win, and they always never seem to get momentum. They never seem to stack wins together. So I'm always kind of cautious about a letdown spot. So I, I, I I want this. I want this out of the way as a Ravens fan because I don't want my team to be the one that lets the junkies down in the survivor pool. Yeah, here's my take, Matt, and we're going to go behind the scenes of radio on this segment every single week here. And look, I don't like how the junkies had the pick of the Seahawks, and it kind of felt like EB was like, "Oh, let's just push it tomorrow so we have something to talk about for four hours." They were locked into the Seahawks pit. I didn't like the changing the mind on that one. Well, this is all, this is what I do like. Is I like the fact that three out of the four guys had Baltimore on their on their top three list, and really only one, and that was Jason, who felt so strongly about Seattle. To be honest with you, Adam, out of these four teams, one of them's going to lose. It's going to be <laughs> the Ra- No, I'm serious. The Ravens, the Seahawks, the Dolphins, and Jacksonville. I feel like those are four, not heavy favorites, but four pretty substantial favorites in the NFL on Sunday. But I feel like one of them is going to lose, and it's all about avoiding the landmine. Matt Valdez with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline for Don't Sleep on These Picks, sponsored by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Need the energy to stay up and see your late-night picks go up in flames? It's easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWADRADIO. That's A-W-A-D-D. R-A-D-I-O to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't sleep makes you great. And they support the guys from Bit Season, and I'm happy that they want to support me here in Richmond for AWOD Radio. Matt, if you were still in the Circus Survivor pool, who would be your lock of the week? You know what? My lock of the week is Dallas. Um, and it's kind of like bottom feeding right now is, is just betting against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are such a hapless team. And I feel like if you're going to burn a, a burn a big dog right now, it's a good time to burn Dallas. 
because you don't know what you're going to get with Diggs being out the rest of the season down the road. So I, it's not, I don't think Dallas is a team that I want to keep in my back pocket to play later in the season. So I would burn Dallas now uh, against Arizona. Uh, I'm kind of like Cakes, where I just try to find these bottom feeder teams and, and just sort of pick on them. What is your sports tilt of the week? I'm going to ask you this every single week, Drab and oh. Valdez. For me, it's Kareem Jackson not getting suspended. I, I know Logan Thomas is your buddy, your golf bro. How screwed up yes. is that? That he's out for weeks now, and the guy that hit him just got away with headhunting. And especially because it's the second week in a row. The guy's got a problem, and he plays dirty, and the league can't stand for any of that. But but on the flip side of it, you know what's really tilting me about the NFL? It's just the amount of injuries that are going on. And I don't know if it's because these players are, are playing at, a, at such a higher level than back in the day. This is so old man, old man tank, old man radio of me. But it's just it seems like these star players are just getting hurt so frequently, whether it's from hits, practice, concussion protocol. I mean, keeping up with who's in and who's out every single week and, and, and who's limited in practice and if they're if they're practicing on Fridays or not, it's just, it's, it's like a merry-go-round. I can never tell who's in. I can never tell who's out. And, and you know, you, you really don't know until Sunday around 12 o'clock until the final injury report comes out. It's, it's maddening to figure out who's in and who's out all the time. I know. And, and then every week, Jay Glazer, he knows all the answers. <laughs> but yeah, but it's just, it, it, you never, I never thought backups would play so much. Yeah. Uh, in the NFL. But it seems like we're just seeing backup quarterbacks nonstop, backup defensive backs nonstop. Here's a weird stat for you, Adam, is you think about this. You know I'm a Ravens fan. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, J.K. Dobbins, and Rashad Bateman, those those were the last, I guess, those were considered the, the nucleus offense of the Baltimore Ravens. They haven't played a snap together in four years. <laughs> four years. They've never been on the field at the same time. Injuries are just crazy. And speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, look, Matt, you know how radio works. If you're going to talk smack, I'm going to say it directly to the person. And Valdez, I do not like your pick. In fact, you gave this out on bit season, and I want to let the audience know, this weekend I am fading Matt Valdez. The you're Ravens and the Colts screams under to me. I don't think the Colts are going to get a first down the entire first quarter. I love the Baltimore Ravens defense right now. I heard that uh, your boy Ray Lewis was working with Roquan Smith, teaching him the ways of the middle linebacker. I think the Ravens destroy the Colts. Give me the under in that game. Well, I'm away against you, Adam. I'm playing the over. And you want to know why? It's because the Ravens played to the Bengals historically well on defense. But to be honest with you, their number one cornerback is Rafia Sid. They don't have much in the secondary. Our Darius Washington's out for the year. Their pass rush is, is non-existent. I expect Gardner Minshew to tear up the Ravens' defense. I expect it to be a high-scoring game, something along the lines of 33-21 Baltimore. This is Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Go to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWOD Radio. Any college games that you like on the board this weekend? Oh, well, you know I'm a Terp alumnus, so I've been uh, really watching Maryland football lately, and they're traveling uh, to Michigan State. And if you've noticed, if you watch Maryland, they really do have a really good offense with Talia Tungabailoa. Uh, and Jason Johnson and Hemby. They got one-two punch of Hemby and Littleton in the backfield. But they start 
so slow. They started slow against Charlotte. Uh, they started slow against UVA at home. Charlotte was up 14-3 to at one point on Maryland um, uh, two weeks ago. So I would play Michigan State on the first half plus four and a, plus four and a half. First half bet, Michigan State plus four and a half. I expect Maryland to win the game, but I'm going with the trend of them starting slow. So Michigan State plus four and a half. I know Mel Tucker's out as head coach, and they got whomped by Washington. But Washington's a great team. There's no there's no shame in being down 35 nothing to Washington. I think Washington might make the Final Four. So I kind of look past that game, and I expect Maryland to start slow again. Commanders hosting the Buffalo Bills and Valdez. You know I'm a homer. I was a season ticket holder for 17 years with my dad, and I've talked myself into believing the Commanders can beat the Bills and go to 3-0. and And the way that they're going to do that is score 30-plus points, and the offense was able to do it last week, and I, I still think they could have done that week one against the Cardinals. They hadn't had the missed field goal and the Gibson fumble. Do you think Washington can take down the Bills? Do you know, Adam, I was the only one on the Sports Junkies show this morning out of all six of us to take the commanders to beat the Buffalo Bills at home. Look, I know JP and everyone else want to kind of, uh, kind of nitpick the wins that the commanders have by being, beating a bad Cardinals team and by beating a bad Broncos team. But you know what? They showed Moxie and they came back from, from being down against Denver. And to be honest with you, I put more stock into Buffalo's loss against a Zach Wilson-led Jets team than I do against uh, the, two win- the two wins that the Commanders have. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't impressed with beating up on the Las Vegas Raiders who were playing on East Coast time last week. So I think the Bills are, are ready to get knocked off the pedestal, and I think this is going to be Sam Howell's anointment game where everyone anoints him as the guy, as the next one up, and I feel like everyone's going to take notice. This is, this is the 3-0 Commanders coming at you. I love that. I love that, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to join the show. So we're going head-to-head on this Colts-Ravens game. The over-under is 44. Is that what you locked in, or did you get a a different number? I'm over 45. Okay. Over 45. You're over 45. I'm under 45, and we'll catch up on it next Friday. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Sounds good, Adam. Talk to you soon. Yep. That was Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up? And see your late-night picks go up in flames? Easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. They support the guys from the Junkies and Bit Season, and I'm happy that they support me here at AWOD Radio. You can use the promo code AWOD Radio to save some cash. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com today. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back.